All right, Kiss Army. You wanted the best. You got the best. Now close your eyes. You're about to be podcasting. And with that music, you know you're listening to your podcast. Welcome once again. I'm Ken Mills, and we are joined today by one of our hosts, Mr. Bill Starkey, the Hi. president and founder of the KISS Army. Wow. The real Bill Starkey. How did you wind up here? I don't know. We've known each other for a few years. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed your program. Listen to it when I can. And uh, it's just a thrill to be here. Very cool. Wonderful. Uh, I got some really bad news for you. What's that? I read on a message board yesterday that the KISS Army died. Rest in peace, the KISS Army. Did you know that the KISS Army died? It's news to me. I mean, since it kind of came out of my basement, um, you know, maybe if... I'd even wonder to think that if it's possible that... KISS Army might even outlive KISS, almost like a cockroach. I'm sure that it will, like a cockroach, as Gene would say. Like a, yeah, like, like, yeah. yeah, how would Gene say that? Gene would say, the KISS Army will outlive us all like a cockroach. So there you go. <laughs> Very good, Gene. Yeah, that he always says cockroach. So right. it's, it's that New York in him, you can't take it yeah, out. Yeah, he must have seen a lot of them. So. Yeah, probably. But people around Facebook and KISS message boards are getting freaked out and making a big deal out of the fact that KISS will not be playing at the Rock and Roll Hall of Shame. I mean, fame. Fame, right. And it all started with a little recap. We're going to play a clip. Ace Fraley called into Eddie Trunk's show from Las Vegas and uh, mentioned that that Ace and Pete would not be playing with KISS. Here's that clip now. The, the, The platform is yours. What's going on? Oh, the news! Oh, well, I don't think I don't think Kiss fans are going to be too too excited and happy about the news because at this juncture, uh, Paul and Gene have decided to perform with uh, Tommy and Eric, and uh, it looks like the uh, Rock and Roll Fame going along with it, and I won't be performing at this juncture. You know the way things are at this point right now. When was this news relayed to you, Ace? Just the last uh, 24 hours, 24 to 48 hours, you know, it was kind of up in the air and then, you know. But the, the main reason I wanted to come on your show was because, you know, like, as you said, the last time I was on, it was a very exciting and happy call. And, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame was very excited about having the four original members who are being inducted to uh, perform at, at the ceremony. And that was shot down by Paul and G. And now, you know, it's kind of like regroup and figure out, well, if I'm not going to put on the makeup and, and you know, do a, a three-song reunion for the fans, then what am I going to do? And right now, I'm, I'm not even sure if I'm going to show up or not, you know? Okay. And so a lot of people got really upset, and they were flipped out. And the message boards went nuts as KISS fans tend to do. Have you noticed that, Bill, that we're an excitable yeah, bunch? Yeah, and that's what we're going to address is that, that, you know, how are you going to please everybody anyway? You can I can't. mean, I, I saw, it was funny, somebody posted something this morning about burning the KISS, Ar- their, their Kiss Army membership card. Looks yeah. Like back to your draft card days, back to the Vietnam War, and I, I had to laugh and I thought, it's amazing how 
upset this this group, the Kiss Army, gets. I mean, mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting a lot. I mean, you know, the questions like what would they play, how would they sound, you know, all those things come into play, and and. and it's impossible for you to hit every one of those targets exactly right and make everybody happy. Mm-hmm. Now, let's be fair. When when it, the thing was originally announced that they were not only considered but were going to be inducted, Gene tweeted and spoke about how he would love to play with Ace and Pete again. And Paul said that he called Pete and congratulated him. And who knows what happened between now and then, but we know that over the last few weeks... Paul has been saying a lot of things and tweeting a lot of things that he just does not care for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I'm going to play a couple clips right now. Here's one from the House of Blues. So now they tell us this year we're getting inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we say... It's about fucking time and big fucking deal. We knew that you always felt we were in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So who needs them? They're coming to our party. And here's one from a recent interview where he discusses a bunch of really cool things. You guys should look for this on YouTube. But Paul talks about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So here we go. I think you'd have to ask other people, but I'm proud that we never kissed anybody's ass to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that the criteria that kept us out is now the criteria that's gotten us in. So there's been somewhat of a changing of the guard there, but there's um, there's some gross inconsistencies and um, a lot of people using their taste and opinions um, to suppress what the public thinks. So I think at some point it just became absurd that we weren't there and they had no choice but to, to let us in. So our invitation came 14 years late, but you know, I'm, I'm certainly in good company. There are people there I scratch my head about being inducted, but you know, when you look in a room and you see uh, Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart and the Stones and, and the Who and, and uh, the Beatles, Zeppelin, good company. So, here we are. You've got people burning Live to Win album covers. You've got people, well, actually CD covers, albums, <laughs> but, you know. I'm an old guy, Bill. You know? Yeah. I'm older. You, you, well, God bless you. And I've you. never burned any of my stuff. And, and you look at all the ups and downs we Kiss fans have had. It's if I ever that. burned any Kiss merchandise, that meant that the party was a little too wild. Yeah, truly. You know, so... I kind of commend Paul for what he said. I put that on my Facebook page because out of a lot of the stuff that's been said about about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I thought it took a, took a I thought it was a pretty cool just way of you know now that we're in. He said he said the way, the way he actually felt about it, which was the way they felt before, and um, it, it's he, he, he's he's spot on about all that stuff. I mean it's it's super it, it's just ridiculous that it's lasted this long. Um, and I really truly believe they, they just did it because we fans bitched enough about it that they thought, well, let's go ahead and do it. It really didn't matter to them, I don't believe. And, you know, like I said, if they would have played together, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've seen enough of those Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremonies, and I never really cared for that part where all the, the, 
the, the people that were inducted got together and mm-hmm. played in a band, and then they decided whose song were they going to sa- play and all that. I just never cared for that. And in some ways, I kind of cringe thinking, well, if Kiss did that, how would it work? Who would they sound like, and or who would you know who would they play and all that? Mm-hmm. So maybe in some ways, this is a blessing. I don't know. I mean, the main thing is they got in. They got in because enough people complained, and 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 the people that were in charge of it basically had to come to their senses and decide that, you know, enough's enough. Plus, it's, plus it's also good for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame from a marketing standpoint. They can now say, look, we're fair, and we also now now you can buy Kiss Rock and Roll Hall of Fame shirts at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. I so they're basically there's... wanting in on the merchandise. Let's be honest. I, I think there should there should even be a, a Kiss Army display in there because I now that would that, make sense because I think that goes right along with the band and it's 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 something that that's unique with the band and I think there should be some kind of blurb I don't know should I should I donate my plaque or something to them I don't know no that you donate that to me don't well but see if it's in the if it's in the Hall of Fame then I know that it will always be there right It'll always be in good care and and fans can see it long after I'm gone uh-huh. and hear the story about how it happened and how, how a kid in the Midwest was... Well, listen, you know, you know before this is all done, a rock and roll, rock and bruise is going to be set up to have a KISS museum. You know that. It's just a matter of time. So there will be a KISS Hall of Fame. You know that. They'll have their own version. That'd be great. Speaking of Hall of Fame, let's get back to... Here's a statement from KISS released today. To all of our fans in regards to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Out of respect, Ace and Peter's recent statements demand a quick response to you, our fans. Our intention was to celebrate the entire history of KISS and give credit to all members, including present, long-time present members, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer, and additionally, Bruce Kulick and Eric Carr, all who have made this band what it is, regardless of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's point of view. Although KISS has moved forward far longer without them, Ace and Peter are at the very foundation of what we have built, and this would be implausible had they not been part of it in the beginning. It is over 13 years since the original lineup has played together in makeup, and we believe the memory of those times would not be enhanced. Contrary to claims made through the media, we have never refused to play with Ace and Peter. We have spent 40 years dedicated to building KISS without quitting or wavering, as the band has moved forward with huge tours and platinum albums through different important lineups for 40 years to this day. KISS has always been a band unlike any other. That is why we started KISS. That is why we continue KISS. Being unlike other bands also means making choices and decisions unlike other bands. (laughs) It is understandably an emotional situation where there is no way to please everyone. To bring this to a quick end, we have decided not to play in any lineup and we will focus our attention on celebrating our induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We are excited and looking forward to seeing you all on the KISS 40th Anniversary Worldwide Tour. So let's take a look at a few things that are there and what's not there. First things that aren't there are Mark St. John and Vinnie Vincent. They, yeah. they seem to get bounced out of that letter. Yeah. Well, and that's something that the, the band, I mean, that is their decision. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not going to say whether that's right or wrong. I mean, you know, fans know that they were, they they had some something to do with the band. Of course right. they did. 
but but Paul and Jean must consider those two more line, out of the other members to be brothers in arms, if you will. Well, and who knows? Because you know, if Ace and Peter are included, and God only knows they've had their right. problems. Can you imagine? I don't. I don't know what it would be, but but obviously there's some reason for it for their exclusion because right. Uh, you know they've fought before with, with with Ace and Peter, and yet they're included. So exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I that part of it never really bothered me either. I mean, I know um, for some reason I just didn't think that the that that Bruce and, and Eric Carr and, and Tommy and all the, for some reason I just didn't think that the Hall was going to let them in anyway. I just think it was strictly the four original members and that's it. And when they're calling the shots like that, what are you going to do? I mean, and it, oh. and I agree, it's it's not a good idea when, you, like you said, the, the Grateful Dead had thirty people and mm-hmm. there were other people in Metallica and the Red Hot Chili Peppers who necessarily didn't have as big a contributions to their acts, and yet they were inducted as well. I don't know. I don't know what that criteria is, and that, that goes about, along with what Paul said. You know, I, I don't understand the criteria either. Well, KISS fans are thinking that this is going to be a really bad event, that there's that the, that the bad blood is just going to run all over the podium, but it's not. Um, when Van Halen were inducted in the Hall of Fame, the only two people to show up were Michael Anthony, who was no longer in the band, and Sammy Hagar. And so that was kind of bizarre. And when Blondie got inducted, two of the members of Blondie were uh, basically told that they could not perform with, with the current right. Blondie yeah. lineup. So, and once again, uh, when Creedence Clearwater Revival were inducted, John Fogarty refused to play with his brother and uh, the other and the other guy that was in the band that was still alive, uh, because of what had happened, uh, John Fogarty's brother had sided with their manager, and they wound up taking all of John Fogarty's publishing away. So they actually made it so that John Fogarty could not for a time play his own songs that he had written live so this is not the weirdest situation the rock and roll hall of fame has seen as far as dinner no and 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 that's why i really wasn't too excited about it i mean the possibilities of ace and peter because like i said there was just too many other questions as, as to you know how they would sound who they would play with what they would play how it would come off i was just happy that they were in and that 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 issue was finally settled and and then just go on from there um i don't know it's i told like i put on my facebook page i i even offered to be a mediator you know they could all come over here to yeah talk me. about that yeah and i just I, it was mainly my my reaction to how upset the fans were <laughs> and i just said well you know guys let's do this uh, i mean you, they're all four invited over to my house for uh tombstone pizzas and diet cokes you know, I would I would like to hear all four sides, but it probably goes deeper than that. There's probably the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and and, and it's not just between those four members. So maybe they were painted into a corner, and they just decided, okay, then let's just not play it all. If we can't do it a certain way, then just let's not do it. But yeah, I I, I was that was mainly my reaction to the way the fans were were were, were just going crazy, like you know. Burning CDs, live to win CD covers, and yeah. and calling Gene and Paul stuff without knowing what's really going on here. Um, I don't remember the Kiss fans being this devout to to Peter and Ace back in the '80s when they weren't in the band. You know, or no, maybe that, because there wasn't we on weren't. The internet, but you know, 
Well, well, I really think the internet is the biggest situation here, the biggest uh, card that we're talking about, the thing that comes into play. Back when Peter left the band, Eric Carr would have been slagged. Yeah. He would. Right. There, people would have hated him. They, people would have been screaming, "A fox? That's stupid." <laughs> Why not make a cool design? That looks stupid. You know, that's that's KISS fans for you. And Vinny, I remember KISS fans, some thinking that the Vinny makeup was stupid and some was some thought it was good. But bottom line is you can't please everybody. And there are three, three uh, different things that you have to take into account. Number one, you've got KISS's point of view on it and in the last line of their statement it says we are excited and looking forward to seeing you all on the kiss 40th anniversary worldwide tour yeah maybe that's something they ought to be excited about instead well yeah but see here's the thing kiss is an ongoing property and kiss has decided that they want kiss to be represented and to kiss Kiss is Gene and Paul and whoever they have up there, and right now that's Tommy and Eric, and that's that is what it is. That's Kiss. People yep. saying that it's imposters or whatever—that's nonsense. They're just guys yeah, they, wearing they've those been in costumes. The band longer now than the originals. Have yes, been. they've been in the band long. You yeah. would know. You that's, would know. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know, but I think I've heard that argument, and that's just the way it is. Yeah. And uh, if 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 Kiss decides to become a three-piece band, that can happen. It worked with every other band. They can have other members come in and do whatever they want. That's the way rock and roll works, folks. No rules, remember? People like the no rules rock and roll thing until something happens that they don't like. All of yeah, a sudden... That, that's a good point, because like I said, what are the Kiss rules? You know yeah. what I mean? And so, the same thing with the Beatles. I mean, the Beatles weren't the same band. You know, as from from the beginning, from the Ed Sullivan show on through Sergeant Pepper's. No. But it, it wasn't the same band. I mean, a lot of things changed. Well, you're either along for the ride or you're not, I guess. And that's that's what it has to do. Uh, I think it's sad that Kiss fans have a stunted growth when it comes to what they expect from their quote unquote heroes. <laughs> and it's sad that they can't accept changes. You mentioned the Beatles. Uh, I love the Beatles, as you know. They're they're my favorite band. If in the span of six years they went from I want to hold your hand and she loved you with those what we now don't even consider long hair to having the long beards and the, the long hair and all the weirdness and the very strange music, they went from I want to hold your hand to Helder Skelter in a span of six years. That would be like the Backstreet Boys becoming Slayer. Do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you either like what the band's doing or you move on. And for every change that they made, more people came to the table. Yeah, and that's why I don't know why more fans don't move on. Why do they just continue to assault and just, you know, call names? And, and, they didn't get, and then, like, on some sites where they actually go after each, each other's, other KISS fans. It's mm-hmm. just, uh, it's crazy. Well, it's crazy. It's like, your choice to either follow the band or not follow the band. Yeah, the KISS army is not a draft. It's an all-volunteer army, isn't it, Bill? Eh, that's true, I guess, yeah. You Look, you know you, you helped build this thing. You know Maybe what I you, mean? Uh, Jay Evans came up with the, the statement a long time ago. Was, he said, if you think KISS is great, you're in the KISS army. 
There you uh, go. And that's Jay summed it up best because that was before there was even any membership sign signups. So. Well, he could have saved me five bucks in 1978 then. Well. But but he probably wouldn't have gave me those cool pictures. So. Yeah, and and by '78 we didn't even have any kind of clout to say who was paying five bucks and who right. Was, you know. Right. But I did have some extra the kids I might have been able to spare back in '76 <laughs> if you had known. Me. Back in the day. That's I remember right. reading about you. Those were great times. And, and belt buckles too, probably. Oh yeah, and now you, if you would have kept them all, and you, I have, you, you could. Oh, have, well, not 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 like the. Uh, I mean, I kept one for one set for me. Let's put right, it that right, way. right. I didn't keep everything. Yeah, like there's there's not a, a Bill Starkey warehouse somewhere. No, full there of, is not. There is not. So don't. Contact thank God, me because you'll be contacted night and day about it. Yeah, so, can you uh, imagine if I'd have kept some of those original Kiss Army membership? There's your retirement. As they were. <laughs> and since yeah, and since they're cutting the pensions for the teachers in the state of Indiana, I need to start looking at that, right? Right, right. Gotta start thinking about the retirement because 57, I don't know though. I may work time 70, who knows? So, as I was saying, there are three different points of view that have to be taken into account that probably got us to where we are. You've got Kiss who has a band that's an ongoing property with their current lineup that they're wanting to sell a 40th anniversary worldwide tour. So this is good timing as far as Rock and Roll Hall of Fame kind of thing. But they don't want to put the other two guys in the makeup because it's going to dilute their product that they're going out on the road with. That's a good and point. And had Ace and Pete been up there in the paint that they no longer own the rights to, we have to put that out, and there, there's a couple people that made that happen, Ace and yeah. Pete and Gene and Paul. We're going to keep coming back to that equation. So, yes, you've, you've got that situation. So there would have been people saying, well, how come the guys that weren't there a couple weeks ago aren't on stage now? So that's 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 definitely a problem. So let's say that they had done the unplug thing and had them come out and do it afterwards. Right. That right, brings right. us to our second thing. What if Pete and Ace said, "No, if we're not in the paint, we're not doing it." Because I remember reading some or hearing Ace on the Eddie Trunk show say something to the effect of, "Tommy can be there, but I'll be in the makeup, he can be in the audience." Wow. So that's going to basically show you where that might have came from. So there's their point of view. And to be honest with you, it would be kind of hurtful for me right. if I was Ace and Pete to see somebody in my thing that I helped that I create. With, yeah, that I came up with. Right. But it's also something that I sold, okay? Oh, yes. But it's, it's kind of like an ex-wife situation, okay? You're all getting together for the wedding of your kids, right? You've got, you're sitting with your current wife. There's your ex-wife over there with her husband, and it's it makes for an interesting situation. But you don't throw your current wife out of the seat and say, "I'm going to sit over here with my ex-wife." No, you <laughs> you know. So you've got that kind of a situation. Then thirdly, we have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Their position on this: they did not want Kiss in there. Period. Kiss got in there through a loophole. If Dave Marsh and those guys would have had their way, this never, ever would have happened. Would you agree? You're, that's, that's like I said, that's a different take that I never would have thought of, but I I think you may be into it because they they never they never wanted Kiss in. The only reason why Kiss got in now was through public opinion, finally, and probably by the fact that people who have already been inducted have said, wait a minute, 
we were influenced by KISS. How can, can you continue to exclude them? The pressure from those two different factions made this happen. And, and maybe you're right. Maybe they didn't want this to happen. But like I said, I've watched these Hall of Fame ceremonies before and have never like, cared for them. I mean, it's just, you know, I've never, never known any of them that I've liked. And there's other bands I've liked that I just have never cared for the way it was done or handled. I mean, I could all those bands getting up there and playing and, you know. There was only one really cool moment that I can ever recall seeing and that was when Prince was playing While My Guitar Gently Weeps with Tom Petty, Donnie Harrison, and Jeff Lynne. Yeah, that and, was and amazing. the odds of that coming off and working well... Well, you think about it. If you were to tell somebody, look, these guys are all going to walk into a bar and play an excellent song, you're going to get what? And Prince was just cool. He owned it. He was a bad mofo. All that stuff. Well, and that's Patch what, the mash, what he, you know. he is. Yeah, I mean, you know... Experience. Yeah, exactly. And of course, he he threw the guitar in into the audience and uh, fell into the audience. It was just so cool. But that's Prince. Not everybody's cool as yeah, Prince. Yeah. He, he, those, you know. But but then again, he doesn't have to worry about a band situation. He's a no. he's an individual artist. It's a lot different when you're dealing with four four strong personalities. And then in Kiss's case, six or seven strong personalities. When you throw, you know, Eric, Tommy, and Bruce into. It. And so, then there's the managers of. Of all the respective parties. Yeah. I mean, it's just not... There's just so many things that could go wrong or just, you know... That's why... I, maybe I'm kind of relieved that all this is done. And then all I have to deal with now is Paul and Gene going up there and, and getting their award. Whoever's in, inducting them, be it Lady Gaga or Dave Grohl or, or whoever. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and just... They'll play, play Richard good, Simmons. Good, clips of the bands and, and you know and then that'll be it and yeah. then, you know I didn't have high hopes for it to begin with I didn't either and I want to be clear any other time on the podcast my position has always been screw the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame I don't care it's a place where you can go look at a few guitars some t-shirts and ticket stubs big deal occasionally you see some written lyrics again big deal Rock and roll is not something that should be kept behind glass or... It's a breathing, vital thing. Oddly enough, I was there at the time I was at a KISS show. I had time to kill at a Cleveland KISS concert. You were dressed to kill and time to kill. um, It just wasn't... It just didn't impress me all that. Oddly enough, I liked the architecture of the building and where it was located right there on the lake. But when I went in there, I I, I just... I can, you can tell that there was something empty, there was something missing there. Absolutely. So, you know, maybe I'm just kind of glad all this is, is over with, and, um, you know, that's it. And then Ace and Peter can go on and do whatever they do, and Kiss can go on with the uh, 40th anniversary tour. Well, we played Ace's thing, we listened to a couple clips from Paul, and read the Kiss statement, so it's only fair to read Peter's. Peter Chris writes to KISS fans it's disappointing to have to say to you the fans that as of today Ace and I have been denied a performance with Gene and Paul for our Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Tickets go on sale Monday February 24th and I've wanted to make sure that fans understood that no original performance in or out of makeup has been offered to us before they purchase their tickets. That is disgraceful and I feel bad for the fans who are looking forward to the four of us being inducted together. God bless Peter Chris. The Cat Man. I didn't end the song yet.
like that. How's it sound out there? All we've ever really been is kind of like a bar band that blows up a lot of shit. So it feels good to be here.
think's more disappointed by this, Ace and Peter or Gene and Paul? Well, Gene and Paul are in the driver's seat as far as what Kiss is going to do. So I don't think they really give a crap, especially since Paul's pretty much uh, flipped him the bird in his own way. Well, if, if, if Ace and Peter really truly wanted to go, wouldn't you think they would do everything they could possibly do? You would think, but here to make this work. Yeah. Well, then let me ask you this, Bill. What would have been? How would you have liked to seen it happen? How would you? How would? Let's pretend that it's the night of the event, the curtains part, and they induct Kiss. Somebody comes out, some huge celebrity like uh, Lady Gaga or Dave Grohl or Richard Simmons or right. Somebody, you know, and uh, <laughs> I threw that last one in there as a joke. Uh, but uh, they come out, the curtain parts, and they go, "Ladies and gentlemen, you wanted the best, you got the best kiss." What do you see on the stage? I see the four originals without okay. makeup. Now. All right, without makeup with Bruce, Tommy, and Eric. Also without makeup, of course, and that would be the way I would settle it. Very good. I mean, that's that's the way I would. But if the hall does not allow Bruce, Tommy, and Eric up there, which is ridiculous and petty, but that goes back to your belief that maybe the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame didn't want to see this happen anyway. But that's probably the way I would have settled it. You know, that way mm. there's no makeup issue. You know, um, and it wouldn't be hard, you know, music-wise to come up with something that they could all agree on. Right, and because, and I'll slip into the Gene thing, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> Kiss is not about a spaceman and a star child and a demon and a cat and an onk warrior and a fox. It's about some musicians, some real people right. that gave us some good memories and some good music and some not-so-good music and some not-so-good memories. But um, <laughs> all of that aside, they're real people, and... If, if anyone were to ask me how I thought it could go down, <coughs> Bill? Bill? Yes? You're going to ask me how I think it should go down? How do you think it should go down? Oh, um, thanks so how, for... Is there any different than what I was thinking? Thank, thank you for, for asking me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say that in order to please Gene and Paul, they should have allowed him to do two songs with the current lineup. Then they bring out Ace, Pete, and Bruce. Gene and Paul raise up Ace his hands and say, These guys built this band. They deserve mm -hmm. to be here tonight. Mm -hmm. We'll always be brothers, even if we don't always get along, whatever. And Bruce mm -hmm. Kulik, we have the memory of Eric Carr. And boom, they all do rock and roll all night together. Huh. It would be nice. Yeah. Sadly, nice doesn't always work in this world. No. As a guitar player, it would be very cool for me to see Bruce and Tommy and Ace as a threesome up there. Because that's something that even the Unplugged uh, show didn't have. You know? Yeah. And it would be cool to see them trade off solos and stuff like that. As a guitar player, that's just me, you know. And, and it would be even funnier, can you imagine if they picked a non-kid song to play? Oh, that would be killer, but what what do you think they'd pick? Well, I don't know. They've always done... Didn't they always do other... Led other Zeppelin? I wouldn't say they wouldn't do Won't Get Fooled Again, but 
Oh, that'd be, be awesome. Zeppelin tune or something that they would all play. That way, you know, nobody steps on anybody's feet. You right. Know? But, um, of course, Paul would have to do Rock and Roll Night because it is the Rock and Roll right. National Anthem. So It is. It is. And, yeah. and that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but if it could have worked out without, you know, and again, there was pe- there would be people that wouldn't be happy with, with what I would have. You know, they would expect it to be a makeup thing. But I, I just, you know. One of my favorite Kiss shows was the one that they played unplugged back in the mid '90s, um, without makeup on on bar stools with Bruce and Eric. It was just because it was so different, right? And it was it was the same Kiss tunes I liked in the '70s, but done differently. So, um, you know, I'm just maybe that's the way I'm different. I don't believe in those set rules that that Kiss has to look like this or Kiss has to sound like this or this has to be done or that has to be done. To me Kiss is like a you know, it's 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 evolving and changing, you know. Much like it's changed with the two new guys in the band who really aren't I shouldn't call them new, but you know. Yeah. The, the, the latest members, let me put it that way. Yeah. The newest wives. The newest wives. There right. you go. And you know, and it may be the last wives. Do you think that we'll ever see one final Kiss show? Now, I'm not saying I, that... I, I listen, we know, and I'm not trying to bum anyone out in the room, but eventually all humans run out of their warranty date, and we and all have to I be see, returned, you know? When, but When uh, I see Mick Jagger and those guys up there at 70, I do sometimes kind of think, and I, look, and I go back, like, oh, let's see, Gene's 60, 63, Paul, Paul's, I mean, do we have like seven more years of, you know... But you know the Stones haven't stopped, right? And and um, but what Kiss does, as far as how much they effort they put forth, is a lot different than what Charlie Watts' effort is. So you know maybe I don't know, I don't know. I I I, I just wonder how long will it be before we see Kiss 2.0. You know. Well, yeah, you're right. Uh, the the weird thing is, is that I think that Kiss fans, a lot of Kiss fans, seem to want closure. Like, they want the last Kiss show. They want, okay, I want the four originals, and then it ends, and it's done. I've got news for you, folks. It's never going to (laughs) happen. Because as long as Gene and Paul are alive, they don't know anything else to do. I was watching uh, Cheap Trick uh, play on the Guitar Center's uh, Mm -hmm. sessions. I saw that, too. And it was so bizarre because they're in a room with an interviewer, cameramen and sound guys and a director right right and rick the lead guitarist is running around the stage throwing picks at people that aren't there and when it comes up to time to do his bit in dream police he's making people clap that aren't there Uh and they're putting on the full cheap trick show to an audience that isn't there but sitting at home but these guys are in their 60s and gene and paul kind of do the same thing you get the mm-hmm. kiss shtick. You get the show. Right. This is what they know to do. This is how they know to do it. Yep. You know, people complain that, you know, you can't teach an old dog new trick. Maybe the, the line should be that you can't teach an old rock band new tricks. I don't know. but uh, <laughs> Or cheap tricks. Yeah, cheap tricks, one or the other. But, <laughs> but it's really strange, you know. So these guys are going to do what they do until they can't. And I really think a lot of it has to do with ego and just uh, proving that they can keep doing it, you know. And yeah. why why stop something that you enjoy and something that pays you crazy, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly, so. 
Exactly. I don't I mean. know. So, but I don't think there's going to be one final Kiss show where people are going to get that closure that they want. Kiss will continue to live on past this band, whether yeah, you like it or not. People that really want that closure. I mean, I, I don't know. What was that? A lot that? of times, bands' closures happen on when it's not predicted. You know what I mean? Right. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, for people who wanted that final show with the originals, they've kind of already had that. Yeah. The reunion tour was it. Whether you yeah, like it or not. I don't know about you, but I, I wasn't real happy with that. Why why was that? I just didn't think the performance was up to his standards. Please elaborate. Well, I, I just I just felt that, that, that Ace was somewhat sloppy. I thought Peter's drums were definitely not the Peter Chris that I had grown up listening to. The animal. And, and it was just not a fair representation of of the way I wanted new people who had seen the band or experienced the band or was who were going to experience the band, it's not what I wanted them to to hear and see. So I mean, I'll stick by that. I was not real thrilled with the reunion tour. I was, you know, it's just it just wasn't up to my standards as, as a Kiss fan. Please send all your complaints to Bill Starkey, care of the podcast. Yeah, I, and I think I've said that before. <laughs> and, and, and you know what am I gonna? Uh, no more backstage passes. I don't know. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Um, well, that's if just you, the if way you, I feel. Bill, if if you want more backstage passes, you gotta wear smaller sh- skirts. That's all I can tell you. No. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and now on NBC Saturday Night at the Movies, Kiss meets the Phantom. Hi, everybody. This is Lisa Jane Persky, Dirty D from Kiss Meets the Phantom at the Park. And I'd like to say hi to everyone around the world in Australia, in Japan, in Malmo. Is anyone in Malmo? Um, And uh, I hope everybody's happy to listen to podcasts. So here we are. So is is the Kiss Army dead? In in, in summation, is the Kiss Army dead? Not only is the Kiss Army alive and well, the Kiss Army will probably outlive kiss itself yep so that's to any, coming from me the 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 founder right one of the founders of one the of kiss the, army one of, the founders. one of the founders of the kiss army commander-in-chief exactly exactly well um uh, thank you for being on the show and uh welcome yeah. to the podcast staff yeah i guess so thank you for having me you poor easy. guy you wow <laughs> well, if you can't get a good laugh out of this then you shouldn't be doing it anyways yeah don't don't yeah, here's here's some advice, Kiss Army. If you're gonna burn your Kiss Army draft cards, make sure not to burn your fingers. <laughs> and if you can't laugh at this band, a band where sixty year old guys are wearing, what's the line? More makeup make, and make higher heels than your mom. Than your mom. Yeah, hands. you're 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 really taking the wrong things in life way too serious. And singing love songs to their members. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Very, it's very, but it's very cool. And if you're not enjoying Kiss, find someone, some other exactly. band to enjoy. Absolutely, there's all kinds of other bands out there. As just the, don't, just don't populate the message boards and all that. And, yeah. You know. There's no room for negativity. There's no debate. I don't know how many times I've had to people to say, "Do you think it's right for this and that?" Well, there's no rules in this anymore. I mean, you know. Exactly. 
either enjoy it or you don't. Here's how you should feel about Kiss. Love them. Leave them. <laughs> Love them. Yeah. All right. Well, it's good talking to you, Bill, and we will see you soon. And Kiss Army, don't burn your fingers. <laughs> or your face. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, to be honest with you, this whole Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, we might be shocked by the, you know, the end of this. They might pull the curtain back and there's the band playing. So who the hell knows? That's one thing we've learned to expect with Kiss. Never say never, and you just never know. So have fun and enjoy the day, Kiss Army. Absolutely. And keep podcasting. And that is our show. Thanks again for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook and on iTunes. If you'd like to contact the podcast, please drop us a line at podcast at gmail.com. Big thanks to Julian and everyone at kissfaq.com. They've got great information there and a terrific message board, too. Thanks also to Keith LaRue and everyone else at Kiss Online for their great work representing the hottest band in the land. And as always, a big thanks to Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinnie Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memory of the late great Eric Carr, and the late great Mark St. John. You are KISS, and we are your army. Podcast is created by the KISS Army for the KISS Army, and it is available for free as an internet download. If you like what you hear on our show, go buy it and support the people who made it. Podcast is not affiliated with KISS or any of its members past or present. On behalf of myself, Ken, and the whole rest of the Podkiss crew, thank you for listening to Podkiss, the KISS fanzine for your ears. I, Ken Mills, was recently on the Matt Cassane Show live from Chicago. You can hear it on Slam Internet Radio. Matt's a big Kiss and Cheap Trick fan, and he asked me to come on the show and talk about Kiss, so I'm going to play that interview. I hope you enjoy it. This isn't actually part of the podcast. It's like the bonus material on a DVD, so if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs> Danny, can we get some Kiss music up? Can we play Deuce? Can you D-E-U-C-E, Kiss, Deuce? Dan- Ken Mills, are you there? Yeah, which would be better than playing douche. So <laughs> sure right. Hey, can I talk to Gene Simmons for a few seconds? Is he is he there with you, Ken? Uh, yeah, I'm. Hold, hold on a second. Okay. Hey, Gene, Gene, telephone. All right, here we yes. go. There we go. Hi, Gene. Did, uh, did uh, Paul Stanley say it was okay to do this interview? Uh, you know, I didn't talk to Paul. Paul doesn't do a lot of PR, so I don't. Uh, I don't know. Yes, but, uh, that's true. How are you, Matt Cassane? You're powerful and attractive man. Thank you very much. I agree. I totally agree. But nothing like you, Gene, who lives in a 16,000-foot square house in Malibu, California, with a with a former Playboy playmate. And Yes, and I'm now happily married to her, as opposed to before I wasn't allowed to say I was married. So. That's very nice. How much did you have to pay her, by the way, to do that? That's just... I, I, I couldn't even begin to calculate but she's worth every penny. Gene, uh, Gene according to uh, the latest statistics uh, and the uh, radio and records uh, in Billboard charts, it says that KISS is the, the best-selling American rock band of all time. Is that true? Yes, and probably the, the uh, number one Hello Kitty rock band sells as well. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, Gene... We uh, also have our KISS Ant Killer, which you can get <laughs> at Lowe's. <laughs> and home improvement. Yeah. So look for that. <laughs> One.
one for each color. How is the uh, Kiss Coffin selling, by the way? The Kiss Coffin. Sales are dead. <laughs> People are dying to buy your merchandise, aren't That's they? That's true. Yes, <laughs> they're either you can buy the Kiss condoms or the Kiss coffin. That way, we get you coming and going. <laughs> Very nice. So there you go. I need a drum kit in here for the. I know you need a little <laughs> little rat tat tat. All right. Let me get my i my, my iPhone up and we'll do. There you go. The do, you, do you have? Can you do that? Uh, I'd probably have to download it. Actually, there's a Kiss snare drum app you can buy for nine <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, Gina. I'll you give me the address where to send my album to, and I'll download anything you want. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Gina. Very good. Very we have good. Uh, Keith. Keith Semple is here, uh, Gene. A very. Uh, I know you. Or, I know you enjoy another, another powerful and attractive man. Yes, I know you enjoy uh, discovering new talent, so um, you might want to check that out. Yes, definitely. I'd probably be more interested if he was a she, but that's <laughs> a whole other issue. Well, you know what? We can talk. We can talk. We can There's talk. There's always Very a way good. to make things work. <laughs> you have your people call my people. <laughs> that sounds good. Uh, the amazing thing about uh, Gene Simmons, uh, folks, is just that uh, he always uh, always manages to uh, get in a, a plug for the new merchandise for Kiss. And um, is there anything new that you guys have? Kiss Yahtzee. It's, 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 there you go. Millions of people applauding. Kiss Kit- Yahtzee. Kiss, kiss Yahtzee. That's a, that's the latest one. Well, I don't know. I'm gonna have to check and make sure Paul will allow me to say it, and then we'll go from there. All right, all right. So, how much is Kiss Yahtzee going for? Kiss Yahtzee, double the price. Oh man. So what? Uh... The little cup. It's got it's got the demon on one side, the char- uh-huh. star child on the other, the cat and the spaceman, and you know. Oh, so right it's now. very good. It's a four sided die. Okay. Collect them all. <laughs> That'll be nine ninety nine. I, I, I have the drum kit up now. You want to hear? Oh, he does. You got. You got to put. Hear, um, you got to put it right up to the mic, though. You got to put live, it right up to the mic. I, I could hear it. I could hear it. Oh, oh, can you hear it? No. There we go. Try that one. Yeah. I just like to say that all the Rihannas, the Madonnas, and the any girl with an A, they use all the background music. We don't. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Very good. All right, all right, Gene Simmons. It was an honor talking to you, but I have to get on the phone with the uh, honor was all yours. Thank you very much. Uh, we'd like to talk Thanks, to the Gene. great, the great hold Ken Mills. The great Ken. Ken, Ken uh, hold Danny, on Danny, do we have the uh, the, the deuce? Hey, hand back. Yes. We do. All right, let's put a little deuce on. There you go. All right, we're on the phone right as now. As opposed to douche. There go you on. go. As opposed to douche. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're here at Slam Internet Radio's Matt Cassane, and we are on the line with the host of the Kiss Podcast. Uh, no. Uh-huh. The first, the first podcast about Kiss. We've been going for seven years, and his name is Ken Mills. And uh, we got him on the phone, and we have um, a very, a very special week in history. Uh, no- yeah. Notice how I said history, uh, not history, no. not to be confused with. No, it's history. It's history. Uh, it's right. the uh, 40th anniversary uh, yesterday of the very first Kiss album, uh, self-titled Kiss album in 1974. I cannot believe it's been 40 freaking years. It actually has been 40 wonderful years. I've enjoyed it. Um, I, of course, heard the album for the first time in 1975. I was a little bit late getting on to them, but I was a youngster at the time. <clears throat> you know. Yeah. I was a whole 11. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> when this album came out, I was going to be 11 in, in a month or two. So, yeah, there you go. You know, there, there's just... 
there's just so much Kiss. Are you guys uh, Keith? Are you a Kiss fan? I'm a big Kiss fan. Yeah. Uh, Partine, are, are you familiar with the Kiss at all? A little bit. I'll, a little bit. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. How about Danny Brown? Danny Brown, a Kiss fan over there? Uh, I've heard of him, but he's just not, heard not of him. a music fan. Okay. Well, there you go. You're not you're not Kiss geeks like me and Ken. But that's uh, right. Now, Keith, Keith, I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah. What is your perception as someone from the United Kingdom? What what is what are your thoughts on Kiss? Uh, well, you know, the song that won me over, and I, I don't actually think that the guys wrote it, unless I'm mistaken, but it was God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Yeah, they, they kind of rewrote it. Yeah, re-wrote originally, it, yeah, uh, yeah they, they, they changed some of the words and a little bit of it, but yeah. Yeah, well, I was a big Bill and Ted fan of the movies. Oh, yeah, and that, absolutely. That, that was where I first sort of heard about them, and then my, my dad had a tape, and on it was uh, Crazy, Crazy Nights. Yeah, oh, yeah, which was a, which actually charted in the UK. Yes, it did, and I mean, as you know, obviously it's a completely different world over there. But but for me, when I heard those two songs, there was something. You see, I I basically say I live my whole life by the Bill and Ted, um, you know, uh, way of living. You know, be like be excellent to each other. Okay, exactly. so that was kind of why it always reminds me of the good times with my brother and being you know being back and being a kid again. You know that kind of thing. So. Well, I'll tell you, brother, if we all lived by that, it'd be a much better world. Hey, I tell you what, if every if the world was full of musicians, it would be a peaceful place. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> of know? course, nobody would get up before one. <laughs> True. And True. lead singers would never carry anything, so <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah, I did make Matt carry in my guitar, i got to admit. You know, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> my okay. Now, let me ask you a question. That's okay. One of the influences of Kiss in both Cheap Trick was Slade. Oh, now, God, do you see that. any Slade uh, comparison between Kiss's music, like for example, something like Crazy Night and Rock and Roll Night with Slade? Do you see any any comparison with that? I definitely do. Um, what what blew my mind is that um, I didn't realize, you know, I'd never heard of Quiet Riot, you know. Exactly. And then yeah. I came over here and I, I we opened up for them uh, a few years back. I think the singer passed away recently a few years back. Yeah. Now, but but right before that happened, we opened up for them and I was like, wait a minute, they're singing Slade songs. Are these Slade yeah. songs? Is this a Slade? Is this a <laughs> yeah. Slade tribute band? Yeah. And so I honestly thought it was a Slade tribute band because all I heard was you know, uh, come on, feel the noise. Oh, yeah. I was like, wait hey, a minute. you did that really well. Uh, you know, that's, that's, yeah. that's what I get paid the big bucks for, right? Oh, <laughs> you know, I mean, there were a lot of a lot of great English bands from the seventies. Uh, Sweet and uh-huh. uh, Sweet, they had uh, you know the song "Love Is Like Oxygen," "Foxes on the Run." You know, what? I gotta ask. I gotta ask you a question, Ken. Did you did you hear? Did you ever know of the band called Thunder, the UK yes. band? Yeah. That's my favorite British. Like that's my probably in my top three biggest rock bands of all time as far as quality goes. I, I don't okay, very good. And then what are the other two? Ah, uh, God, it's tough. Well, I mean, Kiss is up there, obviously, because obviously they have to be, right? Um, I would say probably Zeppelin as well, obviously, because it would be a sin not to say Zeppelin. Yeah. Okay, but, I'm going to um, ask you about the Beatles and Cheap Trick then. Okay. Well, what are, what are your thoughts on those two bands? Well, in my new band, I do a Beatles medley because I love them so much. Um, cheap... what, what, what makes up the medley? Uh, well, it's kind of cheating because the, the start and end of the medley is actually Paul McCartney and Wings. It's, it's live and let die. Oh, wow. Um, but, I mean, I, we just love doing that stuff. And we're, we, we, um, we have all sorts of things, all the classics, you know, Hard Day's Night. Um, what else do we have? God, I'm, I'm or, drawing a or, blank. Or if you were in Monty Python, it would be a Hard Day's Knigget. 
Oh, he, yeah, he loves he loves the Python. You know, you oh, know what's man. funny is uh, your other band. The, when I worked with you guys, the Seventh Heaven guys, they do cheap trick in your in your thirty minute thing. They do. I want you to want me. Yeah, we do. We do. I want you to want me. You know what we did for a while? Uh, was it Surrender? Surrender. Yeah. That was a great song. Which actually that. mentions Kiss in it. See, it all comes Yes, it first. all, everything. All kiss records out. <laughs> Mama's all right. And now cheap trick, right. cheap trick, Cheap Trick has to pay Gene Simmons every time they sing that song. There you go. Um, <laughs> Brother Man, you've got to get a recording of your Beatles medley and have Matt play it. I do. Yeah, I, I want to hear one, that. Actually. I was trying to get him to do you an acoustic. He it, was doing McCartney. He was doing, he was doing McCartney Uh-oh, in here, Ken. I got the guitar right He's now, ready. Man. Do it, man. Do it. When you were young and your heart was an open book, you used to say, live and let live. You know you did. Thank you. But in this ever-changing world in which we live in, makes you give in and cry. You gotta get emotional, right? Yeah. Say, live and let die. <laughs> Love the diminished chord in oh, there. That's my man. favorite. How about that, huh? That's, that's what the, the hell? The what chip. the hell? Why isn't this guy? Why isn't this guy on the charts? Hey, Get this well, guy on the well, charts, goddammit. Right now. Yeah. Well, 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 to take a line from the original RoboCop, I'd buy that for a dollar. And that's not to diminish anything, but that is the price of a download. I certainly would download oh, that. Oh, shit, yeah. Well, you know what? We'll have to pass you over the details because uh, I'm, I'm all about promoting at the moment. <laughs> all right. Absolutely. Just, just want to do a little, a little thing here at 730. You're listening to Slam Internet Radio. On the phone with me is uh, the host of the podcast, uh, podcast and it's uh, P-O-D-K-I-S-S-T, Ken Mills. And we're here to discuss... We get a, we got a little bit off the track there. We're here to discuss the 40th anniversary of the first Kiss album coming out back in 1974, February 1974. And Ken, correct me if I'm wrong, but it did not do well. No, it did not do well. Everyone thought it was going to set the world on fire, and all that really happened was Gene set his hair on fire. But uh, <laughs> it didn't, didn't really take off. The cover, I don't know if anyone's ever seen it, but the cover resembled Meet the Beatles in a way. It was yes. basically like Kabuki Clowns Meet the Beatles, so... And the Beatles were a huge inspiration to Kiss. Uh, oh, yeah. For example, even in how they set their stage up, you know, you had uh, the bass player on one end of the stage and the rhythm guitarist over here and the lead guitarist there. It was kind of how they kind of structured their whole stage, their whole thing. The album uh, came out and it kind of landed with a thud, despite uh, their, their managers wanting them to record what they hoped would have been a hit. They added the song Kissin' Time onto it, and if you yes. get the very early, early copies, it's not on there. But they added it, and the band recorded it against their better judgment, and they thought that it would be the thing that would really catch fire with America, and it really didn't. Pretty much all they did was they had a contest uh, on the Mike Douglas show, which we've all seen on YouTube, where the Kissologies and stuff like that, where Gene came out and talked, and... They had a kissing contest. Yes, Tody Fields and uh, Robert Klein were there. Yep, that's the famous interview where Tony talks about, you know, you can't hide the hook. Tody Fields, she says she, you, that you can't hide the hook after Gene says, wouldn't you be surprised if I was a nice Jewish boy underneath all this? And she, she says uh, something to the effect of, well, you can't hide the hook. So You know, the other amazing thing about the Beatle comparison, uh, Ken, is that the guys in Kiss, um, even though Paul was really the lead singer, they all took turns singing, too, just like the Beatles. 
Yeah, and you know, when you think about it, some of my favorite bands, whether some people would call them bands or not, there's really not many bands you can think of that, that actually do that. No. There's the Monkees, yep. the Beatles, yep. and Kiss. Who else? That that's the, a, the Eagles are the other one. The Eagles, good. Yeah, Very yeah, good. but the, the, but do no all many. of them sing in the Eagles? Yeah, they all took turns. You know, the, even the bass player did I a think, couple of I songs. Yeah, you're right. Timothy Gaines did sing. Yeah, yeah. yeah not Tim, right. Timothy Gaines is the bass player for Striper. I jumped. Bands Timothy there. Schmidt is the Timothy guy you're B. Schmidt of. is yeah. the bass player for the Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They very they had interesting. That same style so it's, of, it's actually a pretty uh, limited company of. Bands that have all their their members sing. It's very rare. But uh, I know that you've had a chance to interview some of the guys from Kiss over the years, Ken. Which one do you, do you have any Do you have any good memories, or which one was your favorite? Uh, my favorite probably was Ace Frehley. Anytime okay. you're talking to Ace, you're probably going to have a good time or a horrible time, depending on how <laughs> you get him. Because he's either on fire or he doesn't really want to talk. Mm. We were. Um, trying to promote his last album and he came on and he was only supposed to give us like 10 minutes and we wound up getting like 50 minutes from him and we talked about every track on his new album we talked about anything and everything but kiss really and i think that's why he enjoyed it so much what did you guys talk about freely's comet yeah, well, we talked about each song on his new album, and we talked about what he was doing currently. And every, I think it's got to really irritate a lot of the classic bands that people want to talk about 1978 or 83 or whenever that time was, because whether it's due to lineup changes or just age and time, you know, if you're trying to sell a new album, someone says, yeah, but let me, let me talk to you about your, your second album, and you're, like, trying to sell the new one. It's, it's got to be deflating, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then my favorite question that we asked him, I said, I told him flat out, I said, uh, there were two songs that really made me want to play guitar, Parasite by Kiss, and the other one was Day Tripper by The Beatles. Oh, yeah. And it made, like, learning Over the Mountain, you know, that, that old song that you learn, or Oh, Suzanne, it made all that tolerable. And I asked him what song was it that made him catch fire and go, man, I want to do that. And he said it was the Who's My Generation. Oh, really? So that was really cool. You know, the cool thing about Ace is he, he was really shy. Um, he would not sing the first, the first two or three years in Kiss. And then, um, obviously, when, when uh, Love Gun came out and they did Shock Me, that was his first time behind the microphone. But he actually wrote a couple of songs and gave them away. I know he wrote Cold Gin, and he, he let Gene sing it. And Gene, the funny thing about that is Gene never drank in his whole life. He never touched alcohol. Yeah, that that is kind of bizarre. But 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 then again, you can sing about being an axe murderer and never pick up an axe, so it yes. all works out. <laughs> as as I have several times. There uh, you go. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, so 1974, groundbreaking year in uh, in history. You know, the first year that they actually put out some vinyl, and then um, I don't know how long was it after uh, the first album that they actually put out uh, Hotter Than Hell, Ken. It was just a few months. The band, if, it's amazing to think how albums come out nowadays as yeah. opposed to how they did back then. Mm -hmm. They put out three albums and then put out an Alive album all the time touring, and this is in the span of less than two years. Four yeah. albums were put out. It was not. So that's, I mean, it's, you know, going back to the early days of the Beatles, I mean, they recorded the first album in, in what, like two days or one day or six hours or something? What Twelve hours. 12 yeah. hours, and John Lennon lost his voice 
at the last take of Twist and Shout. As a yeah. matter of fact, if you listen to your CD, yeah. put your headphones on, okay, and you listen to the last bit, right as he's done, you'll hear him go, ah. Really? And that's his voice. He's done. He's shot. Check it out. I'm not kidding. It's there. Oh, man, I'm going to have to listen to it. I'm going to have to give that a, a shot. Um, so, All around the world, people are going to listen to the last two seconds of Twist and Shout. So, <laughs> so now, I mean, I know there's stuff coming up for Kiss. I know... Um, I know that uh, they're they're going to be putting out a um, what what is it a, uh, a a documentary like a really good well professionally done documentary soon. Yes, from what we understand, Alan G. Parker is the director, and there's going to be a movie called "You Wanted the Best, You Got the Best," and it's supposed to use archival footage and recent interviews with the current band as well. And uh, a lot of uh, the older folks in the Kiss Army are a little upset because Ace and Peter aren't choosing to partake in the new interview sessions but they want uh probably 25 percent of the cut so yeah that's not going to happen they'll just have to let history or shall we say history speak <laughs> for themselves so. <laughs> and but, uh, uh and paul stanley has a book coming out okay i'm looking forward to that i have read all the big kiss books but i guess you know the really big news that we all just found out about of course you know is the rock and roll hall of fame um the uh -huh. kiss has been inducted and um i i want i want to give eddie trunk from that metal show a little bit of the credit for that happening because he he was on the rock and roll hall of fame's ass for for decades to get kiss to get kiss into that and uh, and i'll tell you one thing that is going to be beneficial especially for the actual rock and roll hall of fame the building itself is that uh because there there are so many kiss fans They've got to have the largest group of following uh, of fans out of any uh, rock band, especially in America. You know, next to the Beatles, I don't know if there's a, a, a rock band that has as many loyal fans as Kiss. I think it's going to really increase the numbers that go to the actual Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Cleveland. Do you agree? Well, it, it certainly can hurt. You know what I'm saying? The thing of, you mentioned that they have the most rabid fans. I don't know if they have the most rabid, but they're definitely the most spending. Yes, fans. yes, absolutely. There you go. There like, you for go. example, I know that, like, ABBA fans are nuts. They're diehards. They're crazy. Okay. And uh, But you don't see ABBA toilet paper. So no. So for there's, whatever that's worth. There's three bands that every time something new comes out, um, almost everything I'll buy, and that is Cheap Trick, The Beatles, and Kiss. Those are the three bands that That's I will... That's kind of where I'm at. ...that I'll still spend money on, you know? I still got to mm -hmm. get everything... That they that they put out commercially, I'm 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 debating whether or not I want to spend the money on the new U.S. Capitol uh, reissues that came out um, last well, month. I'm telling you right for now for the Beatles. That's for the Beatles. Yeah, I'm telling you right now, as a huge Beatles fan, I wouldn't, but I did. Well, see, I already I already have half of them. They 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 released them in 2004 and 2005. Um, you pretty much have them. Period. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, because, because I. I because yeah. what happened is they have the capital mixes, yes. but they did not use them. This is more commemorative box set than it is a an actual box set, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so I know. So the mixes you already have from the black recent 2009 box set yes. are there. Yes. What you get is is very, you're pretty much buying packaging and memories. Yeah, I just am a big fan of yesterday and today. I love A Hard Day's Night. I love the United Artists version of The Hard Day's Night. Listen, with... to me, when I, when I heard the UK edition of Help for the first time, I remember buying the UK albums, and that they came in a blue set with gold inlaid writing. Remember those? Sort of, a little bit. 
I remember buying those and listening to the squeaks of Ringo's drums and the alternative mixes, but I didn't realize I was saying goodbye to those oversaturated U- United States mixes. Yeah. And uh, I-, I had no idea at the time. It was great, but to me, I, I've always likened it to like Star Wars. I don't care if you remix it or change it or whatever, as long as you make it all available. No, so, it's it's just nice to be nostalgic. The, the, the capital box set is worth picking up. Yeah, the black box set is worth picking up, and you pretty much will have it. Yeah, it's nice to reminisce and just remember those those early capital records. And uh, that, I mean, that's all we had when we were kids. We didn't know about the the UK had all these different lineups of, of the songs. Well, for example, if you take a look at "I Feel Fine," if if you listen to that old mix, yeah. And then the new mix, I would rather have the old mix because it sounds like frying bacon. There's an energy and a crackle that you just don't get mm-hmm. in the more subdued, proper mix, if you will. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, some of the earlier stuff just sounds better mono. And then, you know, later, at, you know, with Revolver and, and Sgt. Peppers and, and later on when they spent more time in the studio, I mean, it sounded better in stereo. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm probably going to... Uh, just have to stay away from the record stores and save my you know, money because you know I gotta tell you a story about that because cool. I'm from that next generation you know yeah. where we didn't experience vinyl or or anything like that mm-hmm. so um, you know it was basically just the end of the cassette era yeah for me. right you know, it was coming into CDs but mm-hmm. tell you what I did a session vocal for um, it was um, a dance version of. Uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Waiting for a Girl Like You by Foreigner. Yes. Oh, wow. And There's you know, a dance version of that? Yeah, it did really well in the Europe, European dance charts. But it was, um, the thing about it was, you know, my voice is that kind of style. So they yeah. asked me to come in and do it. And and uh, I, what they did was they hired in all the same equipment that the actual band Foreigner used yeah. when they recorded the track. Right. And I'm I'm looking at this stuff, you know, and I'm looking at the microphones and I'm looking at the amp. And, it was like, you know, it was like just the amp alone was about, you know, 10 grand or whatever. And it was just this big thing that was like full of tubes and, 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 yeah. and, and, and you know, and like, sure. I was just like, it, it looked like it was going to go on fire at any yeah, point. Right. You know? But I'll tell you what, I recorded that song and I don't think my voice has ever sounded better really? than, you know, going through that old equipment just because, you know. Have you, you seen the movie Sound City with Dave Grohl? I just watched it. I Isn't that amazing? Excellent, yeah. excellent. Dark I'll tell you what. Let me just interrupt. You guys have to, if you didn't watch it, you have to watch it with headphones on. You cannot really appreciate that film until you've heard how great it sounds on, on your headphones. It's amazing. Oh, it's a production nerd's dream as well. Like, oh, I'm sitting there going, you know, they're talking about the positioning and the, the drums and all this stuff, and I'm yeah. listening and I'm going, oh, oh, my word. Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, I mean, it was brilliant. But, you know, the, the, just saying with that story, it's the same thing is that I realized as I listened back, I'm going, oh, my goodness. Like, and then they played, you know, the original track, and then they played mm-hmm. my track. Right. And I was just, I, I didn't know, there was, as you say, there's something about it that even, you know, Mr., you know, um, modern technology over yeah. here. Yeah, yeah appreciated even though i hadn't been in that generation you know it just well, felt right oh know? yeah there's there's thousands of audio files out there that will will buy nothing but vinyl and they'll spend i don't know ken what's the most money you've ever heard someone spending on a, on a needle or an album needle uh, a couple hundred bucks a couple hundred bucks i know there's out i know there's some oh. out there for thousands i yeah I'm like I, there's diamond and oh all yeah that it's thing. insane it's just insane and it's crazy uh, 
But uh, all right, we're, we're getting off track again. We're, we're on the phone right now with Ken Mills, the host of the uh, the uh, Kiss podcast called Cod, uh, Podcast. Sorry about that. And you're also the host of the Cheap Trick, uh, the only Cheap Trick podcast, right? That's right. It's called Cheap Talk with Trick Chat. And, and I'll I tell you what, I don't know. If, you, if there's any Cheap Trick fans listening out there, uh, and I'm talking diehard Cheap Trick fans that have every record, every bootleg, every video, you have to listen to Ken's Cheap Trick podcast. It is unbelievable. I have so many bootlegs from the 70s and 80s of Cheap Trick, and there's stuff on that podcast that I have never heard. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I appreciate it. <laughs> hey, Ken, uh, I've, I've, but, got a good, uh, I've got a good one for you when you're next right. doing your show. See if you can get somebody to do that tongue twister. See if they can say, um, you know, cheap, cheap talk and, 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 uh, and trick, trick chat. chat. As fast as you can possibly that's, get it three times tough. in a row. That is not easy. That is not easy. No, it, it's not. <laughs> I'd well, like well, to see that. What, what, one, one, one time I said it's, it's the uh, title that the host can't even pronounce. So that was, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, you know, you were, you were saying to send people on YouTube, you've got to be careful what you punched in. When Matt uh, said that he was going to have me on the show, I typed in, and autocomplete kind of messed me up. I, I said Ken Mills is an intelligent funny and sexy man yes and and when i hit sexy i saw the word zesty came up and i had to go and edit it i don't know what oh. zesty, sexy and zesty <laughs> has it. so be careful when you're searching the youtube oh you are zesty ken you are zesty. I'm zesty but you know you know you talk about kiss and everybody knows them as masters of marketing and all this and they're with the universal uh music group again one thing i do not understand is why you and I, Matt, could not walk in in our respective locations across the USA, walk into a record store on Tuesday and buy a 40th commemorative anniversary vinyl pressing of this album with another disc or a DVD with interviews or live footage. They really missed the mark because the album came out on Tuesday. It would have been perfect synchronicity. It would have been great cross-platforming, all that, all those wonderful salesman words. All I, all I can say to that is they could be possibly waiting till next year when it's the 40th anniversary of Live, and they'll make more of a hoopla out of that. Yeah, but see, if they were smart, and, and they're smarter than I am because they make more money than I am, so I'll chalk it up to that. But here's the thing. I really think it would be neat if every time one of those first six or seven albums of Kiss came out, we could go in on the anniversary that they were actually released, and you would just be able to get the promo for each one. You know what I mean? Even include a book with it or something. I just, I just think that that would wouldn't that have been something? You went to the store on Tuesday and came home and popped that sucker out. Wouldn't that have been awesome? I, I would I would like a brand new. You uh, would have been twelve again. Uh, a, a brand new remastered, like really good sounding copy of the first album because it's so good and. Um, yeah, you would have been 12 again. You know, it's amazing, Ken, to me that we're still talking about Kiss like like we're like we're in sixth grade. Well, exactly, <laughs> you know? exactly. I feel like going home and drawing Kiss on the on the on, on, on my folders, you know, for for school on, yeah, my, gonna, on my notebooks. I'm going to get out my Kiss bubblegum cards and lay them all out and do the. You flip them over, you can make a poster out of it, you know. I don't, them all together. I don't know. I don't know if our, I don't know if our wife would understand this. I think uh, my we, wife would understand it. She's <laughs> a Kiss fan. I'm lucky in that I'm married to a Kiss fan. You may you may be getting a subpoena in the morning, Ken. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I Well, you know the weird thing is though is like we have really bizarre fights. Yes. 
like she has her favorite members of the band, I have mine, so on and so forth. Yes. But like, how many couples get into a fight over like the worst song on Revenge? No, see, I because she, she thinks Unholy sucks, and I tell her she's wrong, and she reminds me that I. Oh, I love that song. That's a great song. I love song. it too. But just imagine if that's one of the worst fights you ever have with a wife. That uh, so you wait a minute. Sucks. I didn't know your wife was a was a Kiss fan. Oh, she's a big Kiss fan. Really? She, yeah. Oh, yeah. She would she would drop me in two two seconds for Paul Stanley, especially oh, Paul Stanley from seventy or eighty. I would drop my wife for Paul Stanley. I don't know. I, you drop your wife for Paul Stanley. I would, I would have get, to. I would have to. You're probably going to get papers in the in the morning. I'm probably going to. But I'll tell you what. We, we've had a fantastic evening here. We've been entertained by the great Keith Semple. We're on the phone with the great Ken Mills. Unfortunately, we're uh, running out of time here, and Danny's giving me uh, the uh, wrap-it-up signal over there. because uh, Lay it off, Danny. We only have we only have ten minutes left, and I gotta uh, we gotta talk a little bit more to Keith over here about his new All record, right. and we have to give away some records. And uh, Ken, we're gonna give you for being a guest. We're going to send you one of uh, Keith's brand new CDs that just came out this week. How do you feel about that? I'm excited. I'm very excited. Thank you so much. You gonna autograph it? Oh, you dead right. I will, and I'll definitely take you up on that offer. We'll we'll do Beatles any you know a hundred times a, a Well, I, I would minute. love to have you on the Beatles show. Awesome, so. man. I appreciate that. Ken, uh, s- uh, send me over on Facebook, uh, me- uh, private message me your address, and we'll get that out to you uh, this week. And and a and a rather zesty picture of me as well. <laughs> zesty, yeah. <laughs> zesty, yeah. The great Ken Mills, host of podcast and cheap, oh behave cheap cheap talk. Chat something. Chat. Yeah, yes. I'm sorry, man. I'll get it straight. Thank you for calling in, Ken. Have a good night, okay, buddy? All right. God bless. Be good. To, be excellent to one another. Be All right, excellent man. to one another. Thanks, dude. man. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, bye-bye.